G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. The devil's lies are so pervasive. They're in everything, everywhere we look, the way people think, the way societies think. So when we hear God's truth sometimes, well, most times, it sounds foreign, it feels foreign. But truth is truth. Truth works. Truth sets us free. I'm Bernie Diamond, and thank you so much for joining me again on Christianity Works. Today is our final message in this series, The Top 10 Lies the Devil Wants You to Believe. And it's all about getting your feet firmly planted in the truth. And please do stay tuned, because in just a few minutes, I'll be sharing something truly special with you to help you live in victory on those days when the the daily grind of life just seems to be grinding away at you more than it should be. Many, many people have spent a lifetime on yo-yo diets. Their weight goes up, goes down, goes up, goes down... And eventually they just give up and they decide they have to live life fat. I used to be one of those people. These days I'm a shadow of my former self. The problem seems to be their willpower. Actually, it's not. In a few months we're going to spend some time on this program to discover what the real issue is. So the holy grail, if you will, of the multi-billion dollar weight loss and fitness industry is how to lose weight quickly without really trying. You see it now, not just in the wealthy West, you see the whole overweight thing happening now as an epidemic in developing nations as well. It all has to do with one substance, a substance that you never find, not once in the Bible. I digress, because that's for another time. The effect, however, is that people struggle with their weight. Most lose the struggle, give up, get cancer, die of heart attacks and strokes or or succumb to complications around type 2 diabetes. In fact, diabetes is what killed my father and it was a horrible death. The problem isn't that people don't want to lose weight. I'm speaking here from first-hand knowledge. Most of my life I've been seriously overweight. I knew all the consequences and as personality types go, I have a lot of self-discipline and a lot of self-control. The problem is that you can't live life as a constant struggle. If your body's saying to you, eat, and you're constantly having to say no over and over and over again every day of your life... What happens is you get tired of that. It's just too hard to live your life like that. Maybe you're out with friends and, and they're handing around those nice, salty, cheesy, fattening things or those, those sweet, creamy, yummy things and everybody else is tucking in. Eventually, doesn't matter how strong you are, eventually we're going to break. We're going to give in, right? Anybody who's ever struggled with their weight knows exactly what I'm talking about. If you happen to be one of those skinny freaks who seem to be able to eat anything without gaining weight, well, God bless you, but the rest of the 99.9% of us, we're not. 
We walk past a fish and chip shop, inhale that stunning aroma, and just two or three times, you know that deep breath, oh man, that smells so good, and we seem to put on a couple of pounds. See, the constant struggle wears us down. The constant battle is exhausting. Eventually, we give up. It's not the lack of willpower so much. It's that we're tired of living like that. And so we're back on the odd bit of cake here and there, the odd chocolate bar, the odd ice cream. And before you know it, you're back to being the size of a house. Is is anybody with me today? What we need, what we really need, is a way of changing what we want to eat. What we really need is a way of changing our appetite so that we don't want all the stuff that makes us fat. What we need is a way to regulate our appetite so that when we've eaten what our body needs, we stop eating. Think about this. If we could change our appetites, we wouldn't need any self-control anymore. You only need to exercise that muscle of self-control if you have to deny yourself something that you really, really want. What if when it comes to eating, you could look at ice cream or chocolate or whatever and simply not desire it? losing weight and sticking to a healthy weight would cease to be a sacrifice. It would cease to require a huge bucket load of self-control and maintaining your weight would be the most natural thing in the world. It turns out that that's how God created us in the first place and it's because of the huge volumes of one substance that's been introduced into our diets just over the last half a century or so in my lifetime that our appetites are whizzing way out of control. So, We're going to talk about that another time, but the reason that we're talking about it today is that we're in the middle of a series, or at least towards the end of a series of messages, called The Top Ten Lies The Devil Wants You to Believe. And the one we're talking about today is that it's just too hard to follow Jesus. He sets the bar too high. It requires too much self-control. After all, Jesus himself said in Matthew chapter 7, beginning at verse 13, he said, look, enter through the narrow gate, for the gate is wide and the road is easy that leads to destruction, and there are many who take it. But the gate is narrow and the road is hard that leads to life. And there are few who find it. Jesus' own words. And again, he says to his disciples in Luke chapter 9, beginning at verse 23, he said to all of them, If any want to become my followers, let them deny themselves, take up their cross daily, and follow me. For those who want to save their life will lose it, and those who lose their life for my sake will save it. And so many people decide to follow Jesus, and and the going gets tough, and it gets harder and harder and harder and harder. And the devil comes along and sits on your shoulder and tells you, you see, it's just like that yo-yo diet thing. You, You can't win. You can't live the rest of your life struggling like this. And up to this point, he's absolutely right. But then he continues on and whispers, just give up. Just let it go. Just stop trying to live up to something you can't live up to. Come on through the wide gate. Come and take the easy road. And the thing is, when you're tired and exhausted and and you've been doing it so hard, that second part is so tempting. It's so easy to take the easy road. Have you noticed that? But the problem is, the problem is that that easy road leads to destruction. So here we are. We know the truth. We're faced with the dilemma in our exhaustion. And so as the devil starts to hand out his cream treats with icing sugar all over them, it's easy to swallow his lie. What's the answer? The answer is Jesus. The answer is that Jesus has already provided a way to change your appetite. He's already provided a way to change your heart. And that's the thing. Just just like the whole eating diet thing, if we can change our appetite, if we can change the desires of our hearts, 
then we need a whole bunch less willpower. Willpower becomes a now and then thing in those really tough moments, not a 24 by 7 thing. Listen to this fantastic truth. I know it's going to set a few people free today. Philippians chapter 2, beginning at verse 12. Therefore, my beloved, just as you have always obeyed me, not only in my presence, but much more now in my absence, for it is God who is at work in you, enabling you to both will and work for his good pleasure. See, the point that Paul's making here is that we don't have to struggle because God is at work in us, enabling us both to will and to work. Did you pick that up? To will and to work for his good pleasure. Just drink that in. Just swallow that. You know what I've discovered? The more time I spend alone with Jesus each morning, the more he changes my desires, my appetites, what I want, my will. It used to be really hard for me not to get angry with people all the time. You know what? These days, 99% of the time, it's not. It's easy and it's getting easier because God's Spirit's at work in me. I want not to get angry. I want to do stuff that will bless other people. I want to honour God. My desires have changed. My heart's changed. My appetite's changed. And yes, it involves taking up my cross. And yes, some days it's hard and it hurts and it costs and it feels like we're losing our lives. And that's exactly what Jesus told us would happen. Fortunately, he didn't have any PR agents or spin doctors to put a spin on that message. Jesus went to the cross loving us, and that cost him his life in the most painful, gruesome way you and I can ever possibly imagine. And he calls us to live exactly that sort of life, the sort where we take up our cross, where we follow him in order to gain real life. But the point is, though, it's a whole bunch easier because I'm not fighting so much anymore, because God has done and continues to do a work in my heart to change my appetite. And that's the work of the Holy Spirit. That's why Jesus baptizes everybody who believes in him in his spirit to change our hearts, to fill us with power, the power to be holy. It's the only way real change ever happens. So it's not about how hard we work. It's not about how much we pedal. It's not about how hard we try to be good. It's about how close we are to Jesus, how much time, how much sway we've given him in our hearts. See, then when the trials come, we have the courage, we have the power, we have the desire to do it his way. End of story. I'm Bernie Diamond, and you're listening to Christianity Works. Life can be hard work some days, and as that daily grind just kind of grinds away at us, it's easy to forget that Jesus died and rose again to give us victory. That's why I'd love to send you a short text message of encouragement straight to your phone, just as the Spirit leads, perhaps even when you least expect it. That's what Victory SMS is all about. Roughly every other week, I ask the Lord, what word of encouragement could I give to you today? So if you'd like the occasional bit of encouragement to help you live your life in victory, then head across to victorysms.org and when you do subscribe, you'll immediately receive a free copy of my ebook, Power Unlimited. Thousands of people already have. And the most common response? Oh, that's exactly what I needed to hear today. How did you know that? Thank you so much. It's simply amazing how powerfully the Spirit of God can move through just a short text message. And I'd love to encourage you too to live your life 
in Victory. Again, that web address is victorysms.org. Okay, let's head straight back into the Word of God. Man, it's almost the end of another series of messages again. Where, where do the weeks go? The series is called The Top Ten Lies the Devil Wants You to Believe. Are you able to remember over the last four weeks the lies that we've dealt with so far? Well, let's recap them. Here they are. Lie number one, that the devil doesn't exist. Number two, that God doesn't exist. Number three, that God's word isn't true. Number four, that you aren't who God says you are. Number five, man, I've really blown it this time. Number six, that it's all about now. Number seven, that it's all about you. Number eight, that the devil is as powerful as God. And number nine, we just looked at that before the break, that following Jesus is too hard. It's quite a list. And it's not finished because right now we're going to look at lie number 10 in the devil's hit parade. And lie number 10 is this, that what you do doesn't matter. There are no real consequences. Now, before you think me a bit loopy for talking about the devil, just consider what God's word has to say about him. And in fact, his ultimate end. Revelation chapter 12, beginning at verse 9. The great dragon was thrown down, that ancient serpent who is called the devil and Satan, the deceiver of the whole world. He was thrown down to earth and his angels were thrown down with him. See, the devil is the deceiver. And as much as he tries to hold a gun to our heads, his ultimate end is complete destruction. But in the meantime, he wants to drag as many down with him as he possibly can. And so he feeds us with this lie that what we do really doesn't matter in the big scheme of things. You see it all around. We live in a world where anything goes, where in order to sell us their wares, advertisers will tell us whatever they can just to get us to part with our money. Now, I don't blame them. The economy is what makes the world go round, isn't it? They're just doing what everyone else is doing, aren't they? It's free enterprise, isn't it? I was in the supermarket the other day and I picked up a box of popular breakfast cereal. It's promoted on TV as an energy food. It shows mum feeding it to her son when he's young and and then to the same boy when he's a strong, athletic teenager. The very sort of son that every mother would love to have. I looked at the little panel on the back that tells you what's in the food and 33% of it by weight was sugar. One third of this energy food with sugar. Consider this. In the early 1900s, obesity was almost non-existent. There were some, but very few people who were grossly overweight. Today, it's an epidemic. And last night on the news on TV, I heard that Generation Y, my daughter's generation, by the time they get to their late 40s, early 50s, if they keep consuming sugar in their food and drink at the same rate they are now, around 15 to 20% of the whole population of this healthy, sports-loving nation called Australia, that's millions of people, will have contracted type 2 diabetes. Do you see the link? On the other hand, we're being told that anything goes. It's all okay. Eat this, do that. You deserve it. And yet there are dire consequences. We don't like to think about those, let alone even talk about them, do we? Now, that's a practical example. What about the way we live our lives? You may recall, if you are able to join us a few weeks ago when we kicked off this series, that the devil's greatest lie is that he himself doesn't exist. Turns out that in a comprehensive study conducted by the respected Barna Group in the US, about the same number of people, almost 80%, both believe in the existence of an all-powerful, all-loving God and disbelieve in the existence of the devil kind of blows you away. So if the vast majority of those who believe in God disbelieve in the devil, 
then you can see how easy it is for him, the devil that is, to fundamentally and powerfully entrench this anything goes mentality, do it if it feels good, no consequences in the very fabric of our social consciousness, in the way that we promote breakfast cereal, in the way we promote an anything goes approach to sexuality, in the way society as a whole has come to a point of vociferously defending a person's right to choose sin. If I just bobble along through life doing my own thing, as long as I don't really hurt anyone else too much, I mean seriously injure them, then pretty much what I do with my life, my money, my emotions, my desires, my sexuality, my time, well, that's my business. Have a listen to Galatians chapter 5, verses 19 to 21. Now, the works of the flesh are obvious. Fornication, impurity, licentiousness, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy, anger, quarrels, dissensions, factions, envy, drunkenness, carousing, and things like these. I'm warning you, says Paul, as I warned you before, those who do such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. Now, we want to create some hierarchy in sin. This one's worse than that one. And depending on who we are and how we've been brought up and and what moral framework from our parents has, has stuck with us, we're going to have different views about which one of these listed above are the really bad ones. But the others, well, you know, they're, they're not really that serious. Adultery. Now, that's one that most of us consider really, really bad. But the odd quarrel? Come on, we all do that. Sorcery? Well, if you've been brought up in a Christian home all your life, the very notion of sorcery, the occult, witchcraft, is going to make your skin crawl and give you a cold, horrible feeling inside. But look at this list that Paul writes. Right next to sorcery come enmity, strife, jealousy, anger, quarrels, dissensions, factions and envy. Just look at that list, the sharp juxtaposition of what we consider to be the really bad sins right up against the not-so-bad ones from our perspective. Just look at that list again from a different perspective, from God's perspective. Sin is sin, and sin has consequences. Full stop, end of story. And when you say it like that, doesn't it stand in such stark contrast to the anything-goes-lie that the devil has so brilliantly, so, so cleverly, so insidiously woven into the fabric of our 21st century mindset, doesn't it? And my friend, consequences there are, serious consequences, Here's Jesus on this very subject. Listen carefully to his words. Matthew chapter 13, beginning at verse 40. Just as the weeds are collected and burned up with a fire, so it will be at the end of the age. The Son of Man, that's Jesus, will send his angels and they'll collect out of his kingdom all the causes of sin and evildoers and they'll be thrown into the furnace of fire where there'll be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Now, now there's an answer to that terrible dilemma. There's one way, just one way to avoid that fate. And no, it's not by working harder. It's not by peddling harder. It's not by doing things that will get us into God's favour because you and I, everyone, has sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. The one way, the one answer is Jesus. By trusting in him and the price he paid for my sin and for your sin on that cross so that we might be fully forgiven. The consequences of not taking that step, the consequences of not believing in Jesus and trusting fully in him, are horrific. I don't care what the devil says. You feed your son that sugary breakfast cereal and you'll produce a fat, unhealthy young man. You keep living your life with the anything-goes mentality, believing the lies of the devil. Then you're going to end up with a terrible eternity. That's it. No ifs, no buts, no maybes, and yet the moment... We give our lives to Jesus, completely, fully, holus bolus to Jesus. We have the free gift of life. 
And this is the testimony. God gave us eternal life and this life is in his son. Whoever has the son has life. Whoever does not have the son does not have life. Maybe that's why they call this news about Jesus the good news. I'm Bernie Diamond, and you're listening to Christianity Works. There's no doubt that in this postmodern, high-tech age in which we live, doing family, being family, is more difficult than it's ever been. That's why so many families are being torn apart. And that's why I'd love to send you a free copy of my latest life application booklet, Healing for Broken Families. And with the questions at the end of each chapter, you'll be able to chew things over to apply God's Word right into the realities of your family's life. Because His Word is alive and active. Amen? So I'm praying that God will pour His love out right there in the middle of your family through this booklet. You can request your free copy right now. Just stop by at ChristianityWorks.com or give us a call toll-free on 1-300-722-415 and we'll send it straight out to you in the post. But this is the very last week that it'll be available, so don't miss out. Again, that's ChristianityWorks.com or 1-300-722-415. Now, let's head back into God's Word. You know what's really struck me between the eyes as we've been working our way through the top 10 lies the devil wants us to believe? It's the power, the awesome power of God's truth. Funny thing is that these days people aren't so interested in whether something's true or not because we're far more pragmatic these days. We we want to know, does it work? But so conditioned are we by the devil's lies, so pervasive are they everywhere we turn in this world, so cleverly has he infiltrated the social consciousness of our day that when all of a sudden we run into God's truth, it it looks foreign, it feels foreign, it sounds foreign. Jesus said things that absolutely turned people's worlds upside down. To the poor, insignificant peasants who followed him up on that mount by the Sea of Galilee to hear that famous sermon, he said, you are the salt of the earth, you are the light of the world. To the self-interested religious leaders of the day, he said, woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, you hypocrites. You clean the outside of the cup and the plate, but the inside are full of greed and self-indulgence. These were the powerful people. These were the people who all those peasants on the mount wanted to be like. And on and on, the truth sounded so foreign. Take up your cross, follow me. If someone slaps you on one cheek, turn the other one. If they demand your shirt, give them your coat as well. And this to people who had one coat, maybe if they were lucky, which they wore for years and years. Love your enemy. Pray for those who persecute you. Pay taxes to Caesar, even though the system's ripping you off. To the prostitute whom they wanted to stone, well, he protected her. And he said to her, I don't condemn you. Go your way and sin no more. And to you and me, he said, I love you so much that even before you have a chance to love me back, I'll give my life for you so that you can find the way back. To his disciples, he said, you know, you know, this God who's only ever been with you in the Holy of Holies in the temple, totally awesome, totally inaccessible to you personally. Well, I'm going to rip that curtain in front of the Holy of Holies in two, which is exactly what happened when Jesus died on the cross. I mean, I've just rattled off a few truths that that seem so foreign to our natural way of thinking. And when you stop and just reflect on any one of them, it's blindingly, glimpsingly obvious that the truth isn't just true, 
but the truth works. When something's true, it's bound to work. Love your enemy. I mean, how many wars would there be if people loved their enemies? How many children would be dying of poverty and starvation and disease each day, do you think? Today, this very day, there'll be between 25 and 30,000. But if each disciple of Jesus actually did lay down their lives, if we did take up our cross and follow him, how much more would all the others around the world be loved, be provided for, be cared for? How many more people in this world would meet Jesus because they were loved by him through us, his people? How many do you think? Wake up. The truth works. Wake up. The devil's lies are lies and they rob us of life and they rob others of life. The devil's lies, no matter how staunchly they're defended by people in this world, are lies. They're insidious, they're painful, and they don't work. Yeah, sure they pander to our desires in the same way that that heroin panders to an addict's desires. Just because we desire something, it doesn't mean it's good for us. Just because someone defends something, it doesn't mean it's right. My friend, Jesus came to set you free. He came to set me free. He came to set us free from the lies of the devil, free from the sins that Satan snares us into through his lies, free from the pain and the fear and the hurt and the loss that come as a direct consequence of living out the devil's lies. My friend, Jesus came to set you free. Wake up. It works. This Christianity Works program is sharing the powerful, practical Word of God with so many people in over 160 countries around the world. But that's only made possible through the generous support of friends just like you. Each dollar that you give today will grow to reach nearly 3,000 people with a gospel message. Incredible! That means that a gift today of just $35 can touch over 100,000 people with the good news of Jesus Christ. So let me encourage you to give a generous tax-deductible gift of support to Christianity Works today. Securely online at ChristianityWorks.com or by calling 1-300-722-415. And when you do get in touch, two things. Firstly, don't forget to request your free copy of that life application booklet that I've been telling you about. It's only available for a limited time, so don't miss out. Secondly, we would love to pray for you. Absolutely. Just click on the powerful prayer tile at the bottom of the homepage. Again, that's all at ChristianityWorks.com or give us a call toll-free on 1-300-722-415. Hey, thank you so much for your support and for joining me today. I'm Bernie Diamond. I'll catch you again same time next week with another message of God's love, God's grace and God's power for each one of us in Jesus Christ. taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.